You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back here for another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm your host, Scott Bentley. Uh, I'm going to preface this just right off the bat. Tomorrow will be the Miguel Cabrera show. Okay? The big man deserves it. 500 was finally hit. If you're uh, if you're living under a rock, this show I got to recap a whole weekend of games, right? I got I got three games I got to go over, so we're gonna just do that for this show. Tomorrow we have an off day. It's set up beautifully. Tomorrow's show, tomorrow, which will be what Tuesday's show, uh, will be the Miguel Cabrera show. Okay, I, I know he deserves it. Everyone's expecting it. Uh, I 100% plan on giving it to him. Uh, no one, no one deserves it more. So he will get a, we'll get a whole show dedicated to Miguel Cabrera on uh, on Tuesday. That tomorrow's show will be that. But I have a full weekend of games <laughs> that I do have to recap. So we're gonna do that for today's show. Okay. So welcome in to Locked On Tigers. I'm your host Scott Bentley. Like I said, today's Monday, August 23rd, 2021. Before we get into uh, this weekend of games, this series against the Blue Jays, our, our friends from the north, just got to let everybody know to listen to Lockdown MLB, join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan, please just call him Sully, every day on Lockdown MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past. Featuring exciting guest interviews and routine check-ins from the Lockdown MLB Network's teams of local experts. Subscribe. Locked on MLB today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, let's get into it. Okay, we got a full weekend of games. Uh, dropped this series, unfortunately, but we did win the game where Miggy hit five hundo, which is awesome. That's that almost makes it worth it, you know. Uh, also, I just lied. We definitely won the series because we won on Friday, right? Yeah, we won on Friday. All right. We won the series, and we won the day that Miguel Cabrera hit his 500th homer. Beautiful, beautiful weekend. I don't know why I, for some reason, I had in my head that we lost Friday, but no, that was the crazy extra inning game. So we'll start with that, okay? Uh, we'll start with this one. Tigers win this one 4-1 to one against the, uh, like I said, the Toronto Blue Jays, our, uh, our brethren north of the border. Gregory Soto gets the win. We will definitely be discussing him this weekend because uh, a lot of people got a lot to say about my about my boy there. So this game, uh, like I said, four to one. This was okay. It was four to one, but we scored three in the tenth. Okay, so I will preface it by saying this before we even go. The offense this entire weekend was pretty putrid, to be completely honest with you. A really really rough weekend offensively for the Detroit Tigers. Um, we, uh, Like I said, we, we would end up scoring four this game, but three of those came in the top of the 10th inning. In, in the first nine, it was one-to-one. One. And the pitching was not bad this weekend whatsoever, uh, but but it's it's really hard to win when, when you don't score. And I guess we did win two of three, so whatever. But... Um, Okay, let, let's get into this game, though. Enough enough beating around the bush here. 
Um, offensively, like I said, not a ton. Scopey had a good game. Uh, Candy had a pretty good game. Nice little RBI there. Renato Nunez, this would be, I believe this was his last game, I think. that's Yeah, this was his last game, I think, and then we DFA'd him after this one. But uh, but he would have a, uh, a nice little double in this game before getting sent down. Victor Reyes played, whatever. I think he pinch ran. Um, Willie Castro swung a hot stick this weekend. Credit where credit's due. I've been very harsh of him and Victor Reyes, those two specifically, really throughout this entire rebuild, probably more critical of those two than, than anyone else. Uh, but credit where credit is due, man. Willie had a, had a hell of a weekend. Um, and he, he had a good series against the Angels, too. So I'm, I'm still, my opinion of him long-term uh, really has not changed whatsoever. I'm not going to pretend like, like it has, but uh, nice to see at a minimum. And if he can just figure out how to play remotely, decent, average, sort of okay, even slightly below average defense, then like maybe he can give us something to work with. But as hot of a stick as he's been swinging the last, what, two series, um, it, it's certainly not good enough to, to justify like some of the worst defense you'll ever see. So I, I feel like I repeat myself every time his name comes up. I'm not trying to do that, but um, – Credit where credit is due, man. He he did he did have a a very good weekend and really lasts like six days, last good week there um, offensively. So so good for him. Daz Cameron came back for Friday's game. He went over, but it's nice to see him back in the lineup. Zach Short with a hit. Grayson Griner is not good. Okay, uh, let's get into the pitching. The pitching was really the the story of this game. Tyler Alexander shoved shoved seven innings on 88 pitches for Tyler Alexander seven innings four hits one run two walks six K's if Matt Manning had that stat line I would cry tears of joy if Matt Manning had had an outing with that final stat line I would tears would be pouring out of my face Tyler Alexander shoved good for him this Blue Jays offense is no joke at all. Anyone who follows baseball knows that. This Blue Jays offense is honestly one of the best lineups in the sport. Probably comfortably one of the four best lineups in baseball. Five? I guess five is a better number. Let's just top five, top five lineup in baseball, I think. Pretty comfortably at that. And the Tigers really held them in check in a in a weekend series in which the starters were Tyler Alexander, Willie Peralta, and uh, oh my gosh! And then what's his face? <laughs> Drew Hutchinson. In a weekend series where where those were our three starters, we gave up one run, three runs, and three runs. That's pretty damn impressive. Probably more so on the bullpen than the starters outside of Tyler Alexander, but regardless. Really impressive weekend, really impressive maneuvering by this coaching staff. So Tyler Alexander, great start. The, the thing that made him so successful was the command. Okay, The stuff was no better or no worse than it always is. He didn't, he didn't pull out some crazy 4,000 RPM slider that we'd never seen before. right? The stuff was always what it, what it usually is, but his command was on point. And 
you know, not to not to bring this up, I guess, maybe when it's, uh, this might be a little dramatic, but I mean, we've seen him like lock in, lock in, right? I mean, he does have nine straight strikeouts. He does, he did tie a, uh, uh, an American league record. So like at, at one point, so this isn't a, let's not, let's not get lost in the, in the possibility of Tyler Alexander catching fire for a start. We've seen it before, and it was out of the bullpen. Granted, when he did the when he did the record, but still, his his command was on point for real, and uh, he deserves a lot of credit. And Griner, for as not good as I think he is, deserves some credit. Um, caught a, caught a pretty darn good game Friday. Caught a horrific extra innings on Sunday. We'll get into that later. Jose Cisnero then comes in after Alexander. Um, one hit, one walk, but doesn't give up a run, thankfully. And then Gregory Soto comes in in the, uh, in the well, ninth and 10th, I believe he would pitch. Uh, look, he, he was not his sharpest by any means. He wouldn't give up any runs, technically. Jonathan Scope makes an unbelievable play at, at second base. First base, second base, on the right side of the infield. I, I don't even remember wh- what position he was playing. I'm, I apologize. But hell of a play over there to go to third uh, and extras there, get the guy, and then, yeah, win the game. I mean, unbelievable heads-up baseball. We've seen Scope play aggressive-ass defense this season. Sometimes it has worked out. Sometimes it hasn't. But a heads-up play there gets him by a, by a hair, and it uh, won us the game, to be honest with you. Um, Soto, while his, his ERA didn't blow up or anything this weekend, was not very sharp this entire series and, and was not sharp at all in the Angels series. So uh, really nice to get bailed out by a defense that historically does the opposite of bailing out. Uh, really, really good game and a really solid victory. Really solid, gritty victory, especially for the first game of a weekend series. The Blue Jays are back in Toronto. They're slowly letting fans in. Really, really impressive victory. Very impressive. All right, let's get into uh, Saturday's game. There were some roster moves made before that game, too. This game was a whole lot of Nathan, but uh, we'll, we, we got to recap it anyway. Okay. First, though, I got to talk to everybody about our new friends over at Molecule Mattress. I share a bed with a pro po- I share a bed with a Pro Bowl quarterback, an Olympic swimmer, and a national women's soccer star. All right, I should probably explain that statement. When I heard how many elite athletes sleep on molecule mattress and call it their best sleep ever, I ordered one for myself, and they are truly spot on. I'm no elite athlete. Obviously, I like to talk about sports. I'm here. You listen to me every day, I hope. But I, I have my sleep issues. I, I, for those who have never seen me or met me, I am a, I am a large human. I am a very tall, and, and I am not a twig by any stretch. I, I, am, I am a large human being. So I have, I have, I was a catcher growing up too. I have plenty of knee problems, back problems, pretty much you name it. And uh, when I heard how many people that do way more than I have ever done in my life talk about 
and rave about this mattress, I got it on the game. And now we're here. Molecule Mattress. Molecule Sleep Scientists literally created the world's most perfect mattress. It's unlike any other mattress in a box. It's cool to the touch, which I love. I, I sleep hot. It has six times the airflow of my old mattress, so it keeps me cool the entire night. Zone reflex layers that adjust me in all my weird sleep positions and whatnot. I never awaken with a stiff neck or a sore back, which is a problem. I also have a big-ass head. I have such a big head, I can't buy hats like in stores. So that's also a very big problem for your host. I'm getting very personal here, but I think it's important for uh, to really drive home how great this mattress is. Molecule Mattress is how elite athletes and myself get the best sleep ever. Sleep on your Molecule Mattress risk-free for 100 nights. If you don't have your deepest, most re- resortful sleep ever, you can return it. Visit onmolecule.com and save 20% with promo code LOCKEDON. Again, save 20% with promo code LOCKEDON at onmolecule.com. All right, everybody, we are back here for segment two of Locked on Tigers. I am your host, Scott Bentley. Let's get into this second game. Let's, we've talked about my, my sleeping habits, so now, naturally, let's talk about baseball. Um, this was, A, I, I Hinge and Ryu shoved, and he's good, man. He's good. The, the fastball tops out at like 92, and it does not matter. The dude, he has a great splitter, a great changeup, of really a curveball that looks like it's hanging, and then you swing at it, and it's all of a sudden it bouncing on home plate. He is he is nasty, and the the, the really having a solid seven innings, five hits, no runs, one walk, five strikeouts on 105 pitches. He's not going to go out there and strike out 12 a game, but I'll be damned, man. He he. He's a tough nut to crack, and and with a team that is so, I mean, let's let's call it what it is. This this Tigers like six through nine is you'll be pressed to find too many worse six through nines in a lineup in all of baseball. I mean, honestly, and this isn't me trying to like throw shit, but we got we got to have. We are outperforming our record significantly, and our record isn't like blow me away good. <laughs> you know, we're we're pretty comfortably under 500, and yet we are still massively overperforming our record. I, I mean, the six through nine of Harold Castro, Zach Short, Dustin Garneau, and Victor Reyes. I mean, th- those OPSs read 619, 553. Garneau is 333, but he's had not very many at bats. But he's also a, a a minor leaguer. That's that's he should he's not a not an MLB caliber catcher. And then Victor Reyes is 608. I mean that's a that's not a good six through nine. That's a third of a lineup, over a third of a lineup. Um, that that's putting together those offensive numbers. And Hinjin Ryu came in, and did his job, man. We got shut out for this game. Did not score a single run. The few hits we did have, Derek Hill had a nice game, two for four. Robbie Grossman had a knock. Miggy drew a walk, and Harold Castro had a single. And that's it. That's the extent of your offense. Four hits and a walk. A lot, pretty much everybody struck out. Uh, everybody except Harold struck out at least once. Um, that bullpen, the back end of that bullpen, is is pretty solid too for the Blue Jays. 
This is this is going to be a fun team going forward. This Blue Jays team. This is going to be a problem in the American League for for the foreseeable future. This is going to be have to. This is going to be a team that we are going to have to like take a jump and and and. They're going to be a hump we're going to have to, to – what am I trying to say? They're a bridge we're going to have to cross. They're a hump we're going to have to get over. A hill we're going to have to climb. I don't know. Those all I, – I said them all perfectly then, but when I was actually trying to say the sentence, I didn't. Um, they're, they're a team that fill in analogy, whatever you want, we're going to have to deal with at some point. And uh, when we want to take that step from – you know, maybe a playoff team to a true competitor. They're going to be good, and they're going to be around while we're around. Our, our damn good and damn young team. Um, so the offense didn't really have much going for it. The pitching uh, was not bad. Willie Peralta, six innings, six hits, two runs, one walk, two strikeouts, and then Rosmo Ramirez, two innings, one hit, and the one hit was an absolute nuke uh, to left field, no walks, Two strikeouts. Willie Peralta has done more than anyone ever could have expected. We should, by no stretch, should we, should, no one should be complaining about Willie Peralta. Like, ever. I don't care if he, if he, the rest of the season, I don't care if he's garbage. I don't care if he goes out and goes two innings, gives up eight runs. Literally the rest of the entire season. There is there is never a situation in which anyone should be complaining about Willie Peralta. We signed him to a minor league deal. He was supposed to be organizational depth. And he has done his job and then some. He has exceeded expectations. He hasn't been some Cy Young winner. I'm not trying to say he has, but... He has comfortably exceeded expectations. He's been in this rotation for like almost two months now. Like an actual every fifth day starter in the rotation. And uh, yeah, he, he deserves a ton of credit. Everybody, tip your cap. If you're wearing a hat, you're on your way to work, whatever. Give, give, your, give, give Willie Peralta a little, a little tip of the cap. He deserves it. Uh, and then Erasmo Ramirez. I don't mind him. I've said it the last few times. I really don't. Four eight five ERA even after giving up the homer. Um, his two seamer moves a lot, man. He he induces some weak contact. Now when he leaves it up in the zone, like he did Saturday, it goes five hundred feet to left field. But really, a, a guy that I don't mind seeing out of the bullpen. And of the like, there's the clear top four, right? There's Soto, Cisnero, Funkhauser, and Fulmer. Sands those four, he might be my favorite reliever left. He might be the guy outside of the, the, the top four that I would want to see most. Which, you know, being labeled as the fifth guy I want to see out of the bullpen isn't some, you know, parade-worthy accomplishment, but it's something. And for a team that struggled with bullpen for so long, this is not a bad find. I, I really like this Avila move. I'm glad that he's gotten an opportunity. And I like I said, I don't mind when he comes trotting out of the bullpen. I'm not like hunched over with fear like I am when it's, when it's Jimenez or Derek Holland or or Soto for the last six days. Really, not I, I don't mind it at all. Um, a lot, quite a few people I'd I'd uh, I'd put below him on that list. So, like I said, all weekend really solid pitching, but the offense had a had a tough time getting going. And this game was the, the pinnacle of that. 
the, the epitome of offense had a tough time getting going. <laughs> so, uh, so that is Saturday's game. Let's get into Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Miguel Cabrera hitting five hundo and us getting a very improbable win that we should not have gotten. But first, got to talk to everybody about Built Bar. Built Bar, nine delicious flavors. Coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted, blah, 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 salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. My favorite flavor, the cookies and cream. You can also get the mixed box. Two of each of the nine flavors because not only are Built Bars the best tasting, they're healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So order today. Get that raspberry, get that orange, get whatever you'd like. Get that mixed box. It's also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. You watch the Olympics. You can eat what Olympians eat. Isn't that crazy? Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 50% off at built.com. Also got to talk to everybody about our friends over at betonline.ag. It's that time of year again. All eyes are turning into football as teams are back on the gridiron and ready to start the season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. Get all updated odds, props, contests, including the online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest, the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest, open now at BetOnline. Head to the website or use mobile device, sign up today, and receive your 100%, no longer 50, your 100% welcome bonus when using promo code LOCKEDON. So be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. You make a bet on Thursday, September 9th, season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and Dallas Cowboys, and if you lose... Your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when they sign up using promo code NFL100. That's promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fast and easiest way to bet on all of your sports. So from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite casino games, whatever you'd like, don't wait and take advantage of all the greatest offers for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody. We are back here at uh, at Locked On Tigers, we're recapping a, uh, a a nice little fun Sunday, a nice little fun Sunday. Miguel Cabrera finally hits number five hundred. Very big drought in between four ninety nine and five hundred. Not the most surprising thing in the world, but he did it. He did it, and it's it's over. And like I said, tomorrow's show will be a whole show dedicated to Miguel Cabrera, and uh, I'm sure that, that we will have another show probably dedicated to him when, when he becomes one of, what, seven people ever? Six, seven people ever to have 3K and 500 uh, later in the year. But for now, tomorrow, we'll, we'll go into full depth of it. But, man, when he hit it, obviously there was a lot of emotions. That, that man is, is pretty much my childhood in, in a human form, in a flesh and bone form. But uh, I think the biggest thing for, that I felt was, was relief for him. Huge weight off my shoulders, and I, that's probably so dramatic. I felt the weight come off his shoulders, I guess is a better way to put it. Um, just a huge sense of relief having to rush to the TV and get so anxious for every single one of his at-bats. And I'm sure he was that tenfold. Um, and, and it's about him, not me. But just a huge, a big sigh of relief for me, honestly, when it went over the wall. And uh, can't wait to do it again 
in either a month or if he doesn't hit it this year at the start of next season for uh, for 3K. But really, really cool moment there. Uh, Steven Matz will be the answer to the, all the trivia questions for the end of time of who Miggy hit his 500th homer off of. Um, and uh, and he had, Matz had a good game. Six innings, five hits, one run, no walks, one strikeout. But we only struck out four times as a team in an 11-inning game, by the way. It's pretty damn impressive. But um, Miguel Cabrera, 500 homers. Less than 30 people in the history of mankind have accomplished that feat. And we, how lucky are we? Miguel Cabrera joining them. Joining that uh, that crew and is the first Tiger ever to hit uh, his 500th home run. So pretty pretty cool moment there. For uh, for, for obvious reasons, the call, the Dan Dickerson call, was fantastic. Matt Shepard kind of didn't talk and let the moment kind of speak for itself, which I think a lot of people were happy about. Just a really really cool moment. So we'll get go into that more in depth and have a whole Mickey show tomorrow. But the big man. Finally hits 500. And uh, when he hit 500, it tied the baseball game. Tigers were down 1 0. And, uh, and then Miguel Cabrera, 500th homer, ties the game. Then we go into, uh, we go into extras. And yeah. Crazy game, to be honest with you. <laughs> A very, very crazy game. So so Drew Hutchinson with the start. We'll start with him, I guess. Four and a third, four hits, zero earned runs, one walk and one strikeout. You can't expect any more from Drew Hutchinson. This is a guy who had to scratch and claw and, and bust his ass to get back to the majors and uh, is, is still probably should not be pitching at the major league level for a team that has the record that we have. Not that we have some incredible record because we don't, but I mean, even a team that's a few games under 500 probably shouldn't be <laughs> like he should be pitching for the Orioles, if anything. You know what I mean? Just really, and it was his birthday, and he was a Blue Jay, and just a, a, a cool thing. Very, very cool thing. It'll be overshadowed by the Miggy moment, and it should, but still a really cool moment for, for him to go out there and, and pitch, you know, decent ball. Decent ball for four, four and a third. Funkhauser comes in after that. Still doesn't look as sharp as he did. He, he's not giving up runs. I mean, his ERA's back almost under three, but doesn't look still quite as sharp as he did. Um, like like July pre-All-Star break, I think, was the best version of him we saw. And, and he's, he's like I said, he, he's not bad. He's not horrible or anything, but still uh, still some, some – I'd like to see him get back on the horse and get back to where he was. Uh, pre All Star break. Alex Lang, for those of you who don't know, I think, I think Alex Lang got DFA'd his first stint. I think he was DFA'd before I took this job, so I don't think any of you have heard my, my, uh, my Alex Lang love yet. But I, I think this guy could be a really, really good reliever. I do, and I know he struggled in his first stint when he came up at the beginning. I think he was up for like a month, month and a half to start off the season, and he was not very good. And he has a ton of command issues and um, has has some problems to figure out for sure. But comes in, one inning of work, pitches a perfect inning, three up, three down. Beauty. Absolute beauty. Um, He's got stuff, man. He's got stuff. And he's still still young, failed starter. 
uh, guy we got for the Castellanos deal. Just I I really really like him a lot, and, and he'll never be a starter. But I I think that I do still believe that he could actually be a pretty effective reliever if he if he gets the command even even remotely better than where it's at right now. So I love Alex Lang. I love his stuff. And uh, I, I am very interested to see kind of what Fetter can, can help him accomplish. Cisnero then comes in, gives up a hit, but still has a clean inning. Michael Fulmer comes in, struggles a little bit. One inning, two hits, one run, one strikeout. Uh, then Gregory Soto. Gregory Soto, two innings, the ninth and tenth. Two hits, one run. It wasn't earned because it was the runner on second. Two walks and a strikeout. I, his, his command, right? Like, like we talk about his command and that's the, that's the thing. Like the, the command's the problem. The stuff is honestly some of the best you will find in any bullpen in all of baseball. Truly. A hundred mile an hour sinker and a low 90 slider with a change up that he can throw if he wanted to. If, if he even had decent consistency with his command, he would be an all-star caliber closer. And I know he made the all-star game, but he was, let's be honest, he was our like one representative because every team has to have a rep. And I, I love this man more than anyone on the planet. You as a listener, I love him more than you. He's my favorite Tiger. But we, we got we to gotta be objective. Okay, He has his command issues. I, I'm not blind to them. Okay, I promise. The last week, they, it's been worse than usual. And I don't know if it's like a, like a gassing out thing because in 2019 he wasn't up for the entire year and he was still kind of trying to be a starter in 2019 and, and was up and down quite a bit. And then 2020 was obviously only a 60-game season. And then now not only has he been up the entire year, but he is also um, – on top of that, he has also been like the biggest workhorse in the bullpen. I, I mean, he pitched two innings twice this weekend, and that was that was he pitched four innings in a three-game series as, as a reliever, and that was after getting rocked in the Angels series right before this week. So I don't know if it's a if it's a burning out thing. Or, or what, but it's, it's something to keep an eye on because, like I said, I'm, I'm far from blind from his problems, but it's been the command's been worse than it usually even is. And Grayson Griner received, he caught, one of the worst games I've ever seen a catcher receive in my life. Not the whole game, actually. Just Gregory Soto. That was some of the worst catching I have ever seen from a catcher. I tweeted this out. Not named Kurt Suzuki. It was some of the worst receiving I have ever seen from a catcher. When when Grayson Griner was catching Gregory Soto, uh, it was specifically the tenth inning. He was he was painting one oh one on the uh, in the strike zone, and Grayson Griner would either throw his glove out, and it would look like it was a ball four inches outside, or he would just drop his glove completely after catching it and not even hold it there when it was literally a strike unacceptable, unbelievable, and for a guy that already struggles with command, certainly not what we need. 
Jake Rogers, we miss you. <laughs> we, we miss you dearly. All right, uh, and then Joe Jimenez came in and actually pitched maybe one of the best innings I've seen Joe Jimenez pitch all year, and maybe in the last three years. <laughs> Fantastic 11th inning pitch from Joe. Tigers get the win. Tigers win the series. Miguel Cabrera hits 500. Just a great all-around weekend. Simo was in the booth doing color. He was fantastic. Um, Petrie is taking a bigger role in the radio. He's doing a great job. Just all around, great weekend to be a Tigers fan, baby. Great, great weekend. And tomorrow will be the Miggy Show. All right, before I send you on your way, got to talk to you about Locked On Bets, betting on baseball, MLB, or the Tigers. Doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blot specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day for the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. All right, everybody, that'll do it for me. Thank you so much for listening. Can't wait to talk about history tomorrow. Thanks for rocking with me through that. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you then. Peace and love. Going to Therapy's Dope. And I'll catch you all tomorrow. Go Tigers, baby.